Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. It's time to talk all things Dirty Birds. It's Falcon's Flyover. On Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Back in the Kia Studios on Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. John Chuckery Show hanging out with you here in the Kia Studios. Oh, hey, look. They've got WWE SmackDown on. Where's that from tonight? Oh. Oh, it's it's from Atlanta. Oh. Oh. State Farm Arena. Oh. Didn't you, uh... uh, Yeah. Never mind. Never mind. I, I, I I won't open the wound. 404... 741-0929. Thrilled to be here with you. Odyssey app site, catch us on the go. Social media at 929 The Game, at JMSH316, at underscore Dylan Matthews. This, of course, is your nightly look at all things not involving SmackDown at State Farm Arena on a Friday night. It is the Falcons flyover. Anyway, um, did have a good time hanging out with practice. A lot of the folks there from our radio station, other radio stations, various media and things like that. So, did enjoy it. Um, look, again, I said this at the top of the show. Not a whole lot of stuff going on. It is a lot of drills and things like that. We're not getting any any padded practices yet. That'll come when we get next week. And, um, you know, we'll start to see. But until we get into padded practices, preseason, all that. And, by the way, it ain't going to be like a whole lot of padded practices or anything like that. The guys aren't going to hit each other. I'm more interested in when they start lining up and practicing against other teams. And that's when it will be more fun. So um, we'll see what happens. And they're starting on hot. Here you go. Um, that almost looks like Dylan. Almost looks like they're. That almost looks like they're at State Farm Arena or something. Where are they at tonight for SmackDown? Uh, I I think they're at State Farm Arena, oh, Chuck. Okay, all right. And I could have sworn you you told me you you could have uh you, maybe oh, yeah, look you at know that ringside. Yeah, I'd have been there. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> This is your nightly look at everything other than SmackDown in Atlanta at State Farm Arena, and I had ringside tickets for all of it. You could have went and, you know, covered yeah. some covered yeah. some stuff for the station. Yeah. Got some audio, you yeah. know, all those yeah. sorts of things. Yeah. Yeah. Could have been work-related. Yeah. How's that working out for me? Well, you're in the Kia Studios. Yeah. Anyway. Um, let's uh, get to some audio. <laughs> Pat, Pat's come out on Monday. 
Uh, let's see. Where's my audio at? Let's uh, let's start with Arthur Smith. Um, oh, good. You've got funny marked in here. Does that mean we get the media laugh, or is he laughing, or is it a media laugh that we're gonna get out of here? Because I wanna I wanna make sure I prep. I wanna make sure I have it. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 So uh, so uh, let's let's hear from Arthur Smith because this is funny. If you care about predictions, go read about what they wrote with the first iPhone. Just go, you know, do a Google search. Like, a, go look and see what they thought of the of the iPhone coming out. If you want to humor yourself, you, you, it's hard to find good comedy today. Go back and look at predictions if you want real comedy. Okay, all right. Yeah. Did all the media guffaw? I was actually standing where the players were because when the individual players were doing some little, me- you know, they set some tables up and and you interview him right there at the tables and stuff like that. I did not watch Arthur Smith's press conference because I was with where the players were and stuff like that, doing some stuff. But anyway, um, yeah, listen, we all could use a good media laugh every so often. Here's uh, Arthur. Exactly, yeah. that, that's the collective media that's out there. So that was everybody but me and Tori. Uh, actually, everybody but me, Tori, and Jarvis because we were over by the players and stuff. Um, everybody else was uh, inside. That's D-Led. That's D-Led and Steve Weish and other people that were that were in there. <laughs> uh, let's hear from Arthur Smith recapping day three. Um, obviously, like every day, trying to get better, but we're introducing, you know, going over third down. So, you're, you know, you're adding situations, trying to get, get these guys ready to play. And um, day three is always interesting. Once you find out, you know, you get the – after the first two days and – Get, who can grind out through day three. Some guys needed an extra cup of coffee, but I thought overall these guys competed and we got a lot accomplished. Yeah, tomorrow's going to be an interesting day too. I mean, you know, it's a it's your first Saturday practice, right? You're going out there on the weekend and things like that. You've kind of been used to doing some other things. You know, now you're back in it, Saturday practice, all this, that, and the other. So, um, you know, I, I expect there's going to be a really good crowd out there tomorrow too. You know, I know today was the first day for the crowds, but I think tomorrow's going to be really good. Don't forget, we're going to be out there at training camp. Zeno's going to be out there from 10 to 1. He'll have a media laugh or two. Um, he'll, he'll give you his guffaws and, and media laughs. <laughs> so we've, got our, we've got our official media laugh drop that we that we do. It's going to be that kind of show tonight. You know what I mean? Like, it's going to be – it's Friday. They're, they got SmackDown here in Atlanta. You know, we got media guffaws and everything. <laughs> you know, I was hanging out with Freaky today. You know, I was hanging out with Freaky. With, yeah, John Freaky. Freaky hanging out with him. You John know, Freaky. Him. Absolutely. Yes. Speaking of SmackDown, you know, you know who that is that says that, by the way. No, but I've always wondered who is it that says John That's Freaky. Bailey. Um, so she's a WWE wrestler. Oh, okay. She was in studio, and and her, so one of her gimmicks. She used to be like this ultra baby face and it was almost sickening how much of a baby face she was and, and and before she got hurt and she's been out for a while now she's actually hurt but this was in her run when she was a heel a bad guy and right. and she's really good she's first off she's a great in-ring performer and she's really talented she's really good but her gimmick was when she was a, a, a you know a, a face a good guy is she would hug everybody that was her gimmick Okay. Yeah, it's like giving out hugs and stuff like right. that. Right. They, you know, you know those like inflatable, like the like the tube inflatable person. Oh yeah. Like you see at a car dealership. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Inflatable so, flailing tube men. Right. Exactly. So you know, like when she would come out for her entrance, 
two of those would be flapping around and she'd give hugs and all that, right? I mean, it was over the top, but it was supposed to be over the top. So um, so she would do all that. And that's where she asked Freaky about giving him a hug and all that kind of stuff. Um, because she and, – and that's why we introduced that name is because she started calling him John Freaky. John Freaky? Yeah. Instead of Freaky, she called him Freaky. So John Freaky? Yeah. So from now on, he's known as John Freaky. For the rest of my life – He'll be known as John Freaky. The John people. Freaky? Yes. And that's where all that came from, from, from Bailey. So that, that, is a, that is a great origin story. Oh, I've always is. wanted to know fantastic. the origin story. Like, that's one of the great drops of all time, her calling him Freaky and all that stuff. Like, that's it's great. It's great. And she's fun and all that kind of stuff. So uh, it's great. No, because she she, they asked, Hugh asked her for a hug, and she said, you want a hug? Yes. And Hugh said, yes. And then she asked John, do you want a hug? And he said, no, I, I don't hug anybody. I, I, I Only the real estate maven. That's all I hug. I, I John don't, Freaky? I, 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 I don't hug. I don't get freaky deaky with anybody but but the real estate maven and all that. So I, I don't know. Maybe I could. Maybe, maybe. John no, Freaky? No, no, I, I better not. I, I, the real estate maven wouldn't allow it and all that. So anyway, so that that was, that, there was some gold there when, when she was in studio. Um, good stuff uh, out there. Um all right, let's hear from uh, Arthur Smith talking about Drake London doing well, but he's got a lot to learn. We want all of our guys to be getting better every day as we ramp up towards the season. And he's a rookie, uh, and we're throwing a lot at him, and it's good to see him show up. But like all rookies, they got a lot of stuff to work on. Things are new for him, but he's got the right mindset. That's what he showed the last three days, and, and it's good to see him show up and make some plays. Yeah, look, it's like all rookie wide receivers, right? I mean, you know, there's, there's always a big learning curve, and you never know, like, it, it is interesting. A lot of these guys that are coming in the league now are making big impacts. Jamar Chase and some of these guys, you know, that have come into the league. Now, there's some immensely talented guys that are coming into the league, immensely talented guys that are coming into the league, and they're making big impacts. So it's it's very possible London could make a big impact. My thing is, okay, before London makes a play, five things have to happen, right? You have to snap the football effectively. You have to pass block. Your quarterback has to get the snap. He has to maneuver in the pocket. He has to throw an accurate pass. And then your guy gets a chance to go catch the football, right? All these things have to happen to get to the point of he actually catches the football, right? And that's where all the concern comes in. Not so much about what Drake London's skill and ability is. It's all the other things about being able to catch the football. Things that are out of his control. He can't block. He can't throw it. Excuse me. He can't do any of those things. So, We'll see. Here's uh, Arthur talking about the, the fans adding some energy. Love having our fans out there. It does bring a little but – it, but to your point, it's a little more open. It, it's felt like a long two and a half years, um, and it's awesome to have them back out here. Brings a little extra energy. Like I said, most of our guys were good. Some of them needed an extra cup of coffee. Yeah, look, uh, I think tomorrow is going to be a really good crowd. I think tomorrow you're going to get a, uh, a, a strong – group out there first Saturday that fans can come out and all that kind of stuff. So I think that's all a good thing. So it should be a pretty raucous crowd out there. And I say raucous. I mean, you understand what I'm saying? Like, like there'll be, there'll be a lot of people out there. It'll be a good throng of people and all that kind of stuff. And, and, and look, if you've never been to training camp, it's not bad at all. It, it's kind of fun, you know, and you get up on the hillside and you watch and have some fun, you know, players come over and they talk to the kids and take pictures or autographs. I don't know if they do that every day as far as the autograph part of it, but I mean, you know, it's, it's a cool environment down there for folks to get a chance to see, you know, some Falcons and some Falcon players uh, up close and stuff. So, um, very cool stuff. 
All right, let's um, let's get to Kyle Pitts uh, talking about how there's a good attitude among this group. It's been going well, uh, coming out here competing every day. Uh, it's a new team, new face, a new opportunity to come out, you know, show the world that, you know, with this new team that we can still compete. And from Marcus down to the O-line, everybody's on par, and, you know, we just come out with a new attitude. Yeah, it's like he said. He, You know, he turns out the negative, and, look, he's the one who said, we talked about it, the, the comment he made to um, the guy from The Athletic who I saw out there today, too. You know, it's, you know, they could be a playoff team. They maybe get the Super Bowl. I got no problem with all that. You know, I got I got no problem with, with what, you know, Kyle Pitts said and stuff like that. Hope springs eternal, and, you know, you, you got to say those things, and, and you want guys that think that they can win and make a difference on here. All right, let's get to Kyle Pitts um, talking about his goal is scoring more touchdowns. That's something that, you know, every practice I'm thinking about, every morning, you know, uh, in the meetings, like, you can't, you can't have that again. So that's just like a steady thing in the back of my mind. You know, I tell myself every day when I come out here, you, know, you have a bigger goal to achieve. Did um, did I give the stat? I can't remember at this point about Kyle Pitts in the red zone. I don't think you did. I, it, it may have been a you know because yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm hell, you're never here, so I, <laughs> I don't know what the hell day of the week you're here or not here. So you know, normally it's not Monday, but it was Monday. Then so I never know what the hell day of the week you're here. So I can't remember because I got to do the whole shilling. Let me tell you. I shuttle more producers than they do people at Falcons training camp. They have shuttles <laughs> going back and forth. That's the number of producers that I have going on in this show. So next week will be the regular uh, off Monday, then Tuesday yeah. through Friday. Is me. Jarvis coming back? <laughs> like I said, I spend more time with Jarvis than I do you guys. But anyway, um, I don't know if I gave this tonight. Kyle Pitts had 14 targets in the red zone last year. He had four catches. Four catches and 14 targets. Number one, the targets have got to go up. You know, Cooper Cup had 37 targets. Cooper Cup last year had 13 touchdowns and 37 targets. Pitts had four catches, one touchdown, 14 targets. Of guys with 14 or more attempts, he had the second lowest catch percentage among anybody with 14 or more red zone attempts. And only the one touchdown. Cooper Cup had one less touchdown then Pitts had targets for the entire year. Pitts had 14 targets. Cooper had 13 touchdowns. Oh, but they don't get double teamed or anything, right? Because that's always been the excuse. Oh, well, they get double teamed on that. Really? Nobody gets double teamed except the Falcons players, huh? Cooper Cup, Stephon Diggs, none of those guys get double teamed ever, huh? Never. None of those guys are ever double teamed. And they put up double-digit double touchdowns on a regular basis. Go look at all the top guys in the red zone. Tell me any of Devontae Adams. Never got double teamed, huh, in Green Bay. They never double teamed him. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Anyway, all right, speaking of the head coach, Arthur Smith, he joined Freaky and Hugh this morning. We will hear from the head coach and what he had to say here is uh, our first. Yeah, Freaky. Uh, yep, him. Yep, he was uh, all fired up uh, today. So we'll let you hear that next. Chuck Rinnakia Studios. Sports right to the game, the Odyssey.com Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Who is this person? It's John Chuckery. Are you sure? Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Back out on the John Chuckery Show. Hanging out at Kia Studios Friday night with you. 404-741-0929. That is our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line if you want to be a part of the show. Odyssey app is how you catch us on the go. Social media at 92 on the game at JMCH316 on Twitter. Oh, uh, don't forget, 1040. It is Friday night. 1040, we will do rank them coming up at the 1040. Uh, Braves right now kicking the crap out of the Diamondbacks. 4 nothing right now. Riley's been the man. He is 2-for-2 two two with a double and a home run and two RBI. Darno's uh, chipped in with an RBI as well. And um, you've got hits by uh, Ronnie Dansby at the top of the order. So those guys are 2-for-4 with two runs scored. So that's a good thing. Um uh, now the Diamondbacks just got uh, on the board. So Kyle Wright, of course, on the uh, on the mound. Uh, this is the uh, fourth inning. So uh, he's got two outs right now, but just gave up a uh, just gave up a two out hit that scored a run for the Diamondbacks. So the uh, flea bag Diamondbacks get on the board. So three and two thirds with a run for uh, Kyle Wright uh, right now. Fifty nine pitches and four strikeouts. So so far so good. Uh, Bumgarner three innings and three runs. Four of them four total runs, but three of them earned, I should say. And um, He's got no strikeouts and a walk, so not 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 overly impressive. And uh, Braves have been getting at him, top of the order especially. You know, your first um, your first what four guys in the order have two, three, five hits from your first four guys in the order. That's a good recipe for the Braves. That's the kind of recipe that the Braves need, right? Braves want to get on track and you know get this thing back up and cranked up and going. You got to have those two guys at the top of the order. We talked about that the other night having. Acuna and Swanson hitting is where this team needs to be. So we'll keep you up to date all night long about what's going on with the Atlanta Braves. But right now, Braves in control 4-1 to one as they take on the uh, Diamondbacks for weekend series. Alumni weekend, right? Alumni weekend. That's um, 
that's what we got going on this uh, weekend. We also, uh, at 929thegame on our Twitter page, do have a poll up that uh, if you want to vote in it, we asked you about which unit is going to be more improved this year, the offensive line or the defensive line. You can vote at 929thegame on our uh, Twitter page, so hit us up there. In fact, uh, I thought I saw it. Uh, There we go. I'm going to retweet it right now myself from JMCH316. So give us a a vote uh, on there and tell us what you think. We'll circle back around and talk about that a little bit later on as well. Earlier today, the head coach of the Falcons, Arthur Smith, sat down with Freaky and Hugh, and the the guys uh, had a chance to uh, to catch up with him here in our first chance to be out at the Falcons training camp. And the guy started off by asking him about how tough it was for him to comp- keep his composure, excuse me, uh, after seeing guys make mistakes. Well, I mean, it's the, the mental stuff's always going to get you. Mm-hmm. And, and certainly, yeah, there was frustration at the time. And, and, you know, we were going through a transition and completely a new scheme, and we had a, new fa- a lot of new faces in there. Sometimes, uh, you know, we throw them right out there. They'd only been there a week or so, and they're out there and playing. And so that's somewhere I think you've seen a lot of growth even when you the first two days out here and all three phases is, is the guys that they're the way we're practicing they they have such a better understanding of a scheme and what's being asked of them. Falcons head coach Arthur Smith joining John and Hugh live on set in Flowery Branch. What's past is past. You mentioned transition. Let's talk about now. Do you get a sense that this is the beginning of the building block and competition supreme at every level of this team? Let's talk about competition beginning at quarterback. Well, yeah, I mean, I, there's a lot of carryover last year. I mean, uh, you know, I'm always grateful for those guys that put it on the line last year, and, and uh, you know, we found ways to close games. And now we got a way to, to, to win more. So the competition has been great. And then the quarterback uh, right now, Marcus, um, you know, he's the vet. He's taking the first reps. But we're going to be objective, and the best guy is going to play. As far as Cordell Patterson, Coach, right now, you know, we started to play a lot of running back last year. Right. What is, what is your expectation for his role going into this year? Will he still be a little bit of running back, or are you going to look at him at primary receiver, or is he going to return punts or something like that? He's still like going to be, you know, start out in the running back room, but we're, a little, we're hoping to expand a lot of stuff he did last year and see where it goes. I mean, we got a, we got a pretty much a brand-new skill set around him. Uh, it would like another guy or two to emerge in the backfield. Um, certainly the receiver room is completely different. Mm-hmm. Tight end room, I think what you're going to see out of Kyle this year is a lot different, and then some of the supplemental guys in there as well. You got it, John? Yeah, you got the offensive line. A lot of competition we mentioned mm-hmm. on the offensive line. What is, what is kind of the number one factor you're looking for? Is it pass pro? Is it you know implementing the running game that you want to implement? I mean, I know it's all of it, Coach, but what when you make those determinations on, on settling in on the five that will start against the Saints, what is it that, that is most key on that offensive line? Well, I'll just start in the middle at center. We, we got to have that command, and we got, we got to be stout inside and, and, you know, really inside out. And so we've got pretty good competition at center. Um, you know, Hennessy coming back, another year growth, and then we'll see what Drew Dahlman is. I think it's going to be a very good competition. And then left guard, um, you know, with Mayfield, he's got to take another step. He understands that. We've got Elijah Wilkinson in here. He's, been a, he's played some snaps, and I'm excited to see what Justin Schaefer can do. And then Jermaine Orfetti. And Caleb, as, as they're kind of fighting it out on the right side. As far as A.J. Terrell is concerned, Coach, do you see him starting to take more uh, steps as being a leader now on this football team? Yeah, and he's doing it his own way. What I, I, what you and, and you know this, there's, there's nothing worse than somebody trying to be fake. You know, they, they think they've mm-hmm. read something or seen something on, on, on TikTok or Instagram and think that's what a leader is. A.J. is himself, but you do. You see that presence 
that confidence, and it, and it rubs off on people. Yeah, you have, we mentioned at every level you have competition. One of the interesting things is going to be at linebacker. And when Hughes talking about the defense, let's talk about linebacker. You have Rashawn Evans coming in. You're certainly familiar with him. Right. I think there's a lot of expectation that Troy Anderson might be that big get, kind of the diamond in the rough of the draft. You have a returner in Michael, and now Dion's still with the team and trying to figure out where kind of he falls in. There are a lot of different options for you and different ways to go with that linebacking core. Absolutely. And uh, I think you're going to see a completely different Michael Walker. Um, I've been very pleased with Mike and the command and the leadership he's shown to, to kind of run the show. And then Rashawn's got a lot of experience. Uh, you know, he's doing a good job right now. And, it, and it's a good problem to have. If we've got four or five guys that can play, I can promise you Dean's going to find different packages for him to play to their strengths. Mm-hmm. We're, we're not going to rely on somebody to, to do things they're not very good at, you know, out of necessity. Maybe when you're calling pressures or, or guys you're going to ask to cover. And so I, that'll be a great problem if all four or five guys are, are ready to roll. Coach, for you, uh, as far as coaching, what's the biggest difference that you've seen right now in year two as opposed to year one as far as, as coaching is concerned? Well, certainly going into it, you've been through a camp. You realize a lot of things that, that come across your desk. You can delegate better. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a it's a much better feeling going into year two. You're not, you're not looking at that unknown. You try to prepare yourself your whole life. You get the opportunity. Things come, and, you, you know, you mentally try to prepare what he was probably kind of going through your first training camp. Like, you thought you know what you were going to get into, and as you know, you're going you're gonna to learn, learn a lot along the way. And so the biggest challenge is make sure we improve and I don't make the same mistakes made a year ago. Head coach Arthur Smith, the Atlanta Falcons, we're live at the Falcons training camp. The fans are here uh, listening to the head coach. Uh, as you address the fans here, you know, the excitement reigns supreme at the first day of camp sure. with the fans when they come in here. So what is the one or two things that you want them to take away as they come to camp here for this team? When they're looking and watching your team, you're looking at a team that might be bigger, might be stronger. Yeah. Is there aspects of this team that you want them to see? Yeah, I think you want to see the competitiveness, the competitiveness and the, the way our guys work. Uh, that's, that's something we take pride in. We don't think this program is going to be for everybody as we keep building. There's a certain standard we have and the way we want to play in all three phases, and I think you're going to see that. That's just, that's not just me talking or bravado out here. Just watch our guys work. Uh, we're very multiple, and I think we're bigger, we're younger, we're faster than we were a year ago, and these guys, uh, they're excited to go out there and compete. You know, let's go speak to this a little bit because I, I touched on a little bit, but I think people don't really realize how important it is to when you go out there and you play to know exactly what's going on out there in mental errors and how mental errors can really, really, like, set you back. Sure. How, how, talk, talk about that a little bit and how, like, the team, again, especially on the defense side of the ball, how different it could potentially look now since everybody understands their assignments defensively. Yeah, it's anything. The more you do it, the more familiar you get, the quicker it is. And, it, and, it, and it, this game is, is, you know, is so fast. So if there's a little bit of hesitation, and then you're talking about a half second, quarter of a second, that that could be the difference. And whether it plays a two-yard play, you close that space, or that thing somebody gets through there, and, it, and it's 20. And so when you can anticipate things and, and you're and you're so confident, you can make the, the checks in the in the rotation in your sleep. That's a good. That's a good thing. So. All right, you've had a rookie minicamp. What have you seen? Let's talk about individuals if we can for a moment. I wanted specifically to Desmond Ritter. Mm-hmm. What have you seen in him that impressed you maybe more than when you drafted him? What do you see and project him into the future? Well, he's got he's certainly given himself a chance. And I, I know I've gone on record in, in, since in the spring. What I was saying is it has been impressive how, how mentally quick he is and picking things up and the command. He doesn't doesn't feel like a rookie at times mentally. Certainly certain things have happened physically, 
as we're going through it, everybody, you know, especially that position, they're young, they're going to they're gonna have some growing pains. Uh, but I, I think that room is in a really good place uh, in, in the way Marcus is at and then where Dez is and he's learning. And, and we're giving him a ton of reps, and that's one thing that it gets lost sometimes. If you've got three or four quarterbacks in camp and the way you're ramping up, you're not having two practices every day, right? So how do you supplement those live reps? And, and we're trying to give as many as possible. And then uh, also, we, we know about the pass rush. Arnold Ebicady, I think he was maybe the best pure pass rusher coming into the draft, watching him at Penn State last year. He's been everything and then some. Uh, you got Malone. You know, I don't want to undersell D'Angelo Malone and his ability no. to be uh, an impact on that, on that unit. Yeah, they certainly bring um, some youth and some speed off the edge, and, and both those guys are, are good pass rushers. And, and they're really, the other thing too, underrated, is they're edge setters too. I don't know. When I went down to the Senior Bowl, I don't know if there was a more physical player than D'Angelo Malone. Whatever his weight was, or he's in a good spot right now. Uh, you know, he's close to 240 pounds, and that dude's coming to hit you. And so that's what fires me up about D'Angelo. He know he he knows how to sack the quarterback. Uh, it's all relative. Like you, I think I was reading some. How many sacks you have coming out? Of, was it Central State? About that 40. I'm about 42 sacks. So right. Something like that. So I had a, I had so, a few. Had right. A few so, out. you know, and people can make the excuses. <laughs> well, you know, that was, again, you know, that wasn't the SEC or whatever. Right. With D'Angelo, there's certain guys that have a knack. It's like there's certain players that have a knack in basketball to put the ball on the hoop. Yeah. Certain players that have a knack to get to the quarterback. And so you hope that that can translate to this level. You know what jumped out to me when you say that, Coach? Like, I, I got chills when you say edge setter. Because that's where it starts, like especially defensively. And I know people get mad at me when I talk about that week in and week out. But if you can get some guys out there that can set the edge, you can play football. Like that, that's where it begins because teams are going to test you on the edge. Like they're testing you on the edge from the door. So if you can get out there and set that edge, you, you got a chance to play some good football up front. You do. And then Lorenzo and Ade, I mean, they got a lot of length. You're talking about setting the edge so we can so you got to earn the right to rush the passer. You gotta, you gotta get him in obvious pass situations. You gotta give him coach over. Give me goosebumps. I, I think about coach that, is man. excited about this team. I'm just guessing. I don't give a crap what people predict out there. I told the team the other day. I said, let me, let me show you this. I said, how many people in this room have an iPhone? Damn near everybody raised their hand, other than Steve Hoffman, because he's the only guy that doesn't. So let me, let me give you a little history lesson. I said, here are some of the smartest people in the tech industry. They said the iPhone's never going to work. Uh, Apple can't produce this phone. Whatever. I said, it's nonsense. I said, if you buy this stuff, shame on you. I said. There's a graveyard of, of hot takes and these predictions that are just comical. So we got to go out there every year in the NFL and earn it, and this team is going to compete, and, and uh, this should be fun to watch. Thank you, Coach. Do appreciate Thank it. Thank We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Back to more John Chuckery. This party's gonna rock. Make some Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Hey, tonight's on the game and thousands more radio stations plus millions of podcasts are all free on the Odyssey app. And of course, Kenny Maine's joined the Odyssey family his new podcast, Hey Maine. Each week, Kenny is talking to, excuse me, uh, athletes, musicians, celebrities, just about anybody else. This week, Bill Walton 
is on the podcast. Download Hey Main for free on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Chuck Green, the Kia Studios, Sportsbet Net, the game, Odyssey.com app, 404-741-0929 is our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line to be a part of the show. Odyssey app is a catch us on the go. Uh, social media is at nights on the game. I'm at JMCH316 on Twitter. Uh, Kyle Wright gave up another home run, so now we are sitting at 4-2 to two right now as we are headed to the bottom of the uh, fifth inning. So Wright's got five innings in the books, three hits, two runs, four strikeouts, gave up the one home run. 71 pitches, so he's in pretty good shape. So, uh, obviously in line to get the win uh, right now. Bumgarner is uh, four innings, four runs, three of them earned. No strikeouts uh, for him. He's not striking out guys anymore. Um, not been the same Madison Bumgarner. Obviously, he's a much older guy and things like that. How old is Bumgarner? Let's see how old uh, he is. He is. Gosh, he's only 32 years old. Doesn't it feel like Bumgarner's about 70? Like feels like he's a lot older than uh, than all of that. So, anyway, 32 years old. It feels like he's played about 25 years in Major League Baseball. I'm surprised he's only um, only 32. So, but anyway, Braves up uh, right now, up a couple of runs. So, see if they can add more. And they already get the leadoff guy on, who's going to be on second base after some real shaky defense. That's Michael Harris. Oh man, they threw him out at second. So there you go. Dang it. So no, the guy. So Michael Harris is not on. <laughs> Second base as they threw him out uh, there as he tried to stretch an error into taking second base. So we'll keep you up to date about the Braves. They need to get this thing on track. They need to get this thing going. Um, Mets, by the way, 4-4 in the sixth. So they're in a battle with um, the Marlins. So we'll keep you up to date there. Get to Westbug and Chuck right here in just a minute. Hey, by the way, Dylan, did you see, I don't know how much of a D.C. guy you are, did you see that they're going to have Bruce Wayne and Batman in the new in the next Aquaman. I did movie. see that actually. I saw that on Twitter. So, that did they fire that Amber Heard? I think they did. I don't think they've uh, announced it officially, but I know like there was a petition to get her gone. Right. I know that. I wonder. I don't know if they put her in the movie. Yeah. I don't or know not. if they canned her or not. Right. I, I guess they're filming it or whatever like that. You right. know, the, the second Aquaman. <laughs> that first one is garbage with a capital G. Like, that movie is trash garbage. As soon as you uh, said that, yeah, as soon as you asked me if I seen uh, whether or not that, you know, he was going to be, Batman was going to be yeah. in the next Aquaman, I, once I saw that on social media, I instantly thought of you. And, and it's, 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 been, it's been a flack. Yep, it is. It's, ben Aflac is back. Yeah. Um, so it's not the not the new Batman. No, it's not, it's not Robert Pattinson. Not the, yeah, it's not the, not the, uh, the vampire. What, what was those? <laughs> Twilight. Twilight. Yeah, not the Twilight He guy. was actually a – did you see that movie? No, I didn't. He was actually a really good Batman. That movie is actually very, very well, good. Well, it can't be worse than impressed. Ben Flack. No, he was way better. Right. Why do we need Batman in Aquaman? So my question is, like, how are they going to make that work? Like, is, ju- is they just – They won't. That's how. Yeah, yeah. It, it'll be stupid and it'll be ridiculous. They're like going to open up is. the multiverse in, in, in I mean, DC, I, too? I, I understand <laughs> that they just did that. Well, they didn't just do, but they did that movie. They did the, the Justice League movie. Right. Which, as bad as Aquaman was, Justice League amped it up and took it because that's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. That movie is up there with Battlefield Earth with John Travolta. Oh, I remember And that Ishtar one. and so. It is one of the worst pieces of trash garbage that's ever been put on the big screen. It is so stupid and lame and unentertaining. Like honestly, I wanted I wanted 
like I wanted um, like anybody. Just give me give me the Legion of Doom, right? That mem- do you remember right. the cartoons? Uh-huh. Give me all of them and kill everybody off. <laughs> everybody, <laughs> that's should, it. All the bad guys. Somebody just should have just gotten all the good guys and bad guys together in the Hall of Justice. And somebody brought in grenades and just blew everybody up. Or Thanos come in and snap them yeah, all away. Exactly. <laughs> like like if he could have snapped his fingers and wiped out everybody in that movie would have been perfect. Honestly. That's the biggest trash garbage movie. It's so ridiculous. Why by the way, why can't a Quaman man just first of all, why does a Quaman man look like he's been in the wilderness making pipe bombs? Yeah. Because that's what he looks like. He looks like Eric Robert Rudolph. And that's not how he looks in the comics. Right. Like, I'm telling you, what I grew up with and what I watched on TV as a kid, when they had the Super Friends and they had the Justice League, when they had all of those cartoons and everything on, Aquaman had the orange shirt, green pants, cropped blonde hair. Right? Like, what was wrong with that? Nothing. But we got to get a guy who looks like he's the Unabomber. And he hasn't had a shower in a couple of weeks, you know, and put him in some funked up outfit like he's, you know, uh, like he's, you know, somebody in that um, in the uh, Mel uh, Mel Gibson apocalypse. What was it? Mad Max series. <laughs> like a guy who should be he should be in Mad Max and not a qua man the way he's dressed. Yeah. He looks like a, he looks like a lumberjack, too. Yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous. Like, yeah, it looks like he hasn't shaved or showered in, in like, you know, a century. (laughs) For God's sakes. It's ridiculous. And now they have to put, you know, Batman with Ben Affleck in in that movie. Because you know why? Why is that? Because people aren't going to be excited to just go see Aquaman. Right. And now they don't have Amber Heard to look at, so. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, so, I mean, you take away the, the, you know, the woman in there. And then you, you just got Aquaman because who's he going to fight? Like, they didn't they have Black Manta was in the first one, right? Yes. That was Black Manta. Yes. Okay, so that's his arch enemy. Right. Which is cool and all that. Right. Okay, who's he fighting in this one? I don't know. Maybe some, some, some out-of-control sea whale or something like that? Maybe. Like maybe. Shamu broke loose and said, some, F you all, and I got to, you know. Some rogue dolphins? Yeah. I mean, it's so stupid. Like, this is the ideas that that – There is somebody that gets paid for these ideas and makes millions off of these stupid ideas, right? Like, somebody makes millions off this. Yeah, we know Aquaman sucks. Let's put Ben Affleck and Batman in there. Is that so that they can say that they own the Batman character or something like that or whatever? Probably. Who knows? I mean, how many different Batmans do we need now? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, how are you going to come out with a new Batman when you you got one already? You got Ben Affleck. Right. But, okay, so let's say Ben Affleck goes away. Okay, why couldn't you put this Twilight guy in there as Batman? If you just, I, I mean, there's no continuity in all of it. Nope. And that's and that's the thing that made the, you know, well, makes the Marvel movie so great and the Marvel Cinematic Universe right. so great it, is the continuity is right, on exactly. point. I, I agree with you. That's the one thing that they do really good is they keep the continuity of yep. everything. Now, look. Understand, they did change up Spider Man three times. I mean, they did. Yeah, they're on their third <laughs> Spider Man, but they, but, but at least they brought the two back. Yeah, they did. They brought, they brought the first two Spidermans. Uh huh. And, and but again, I don't even know. I, I didn't see that movie, so it already doesn't make sense to me. Uh, like how you have three Spidermans you brought back. It's the multiverse. 
Okay, that wasn't like a fan festival where they brought them all back and, and <laughs> oh. signed autographs? That was an actual movie where they brought them all back? Oh, yeah. Okay, and they made it make sense, huh? Yeah, they did. Okay. All right. And so, like, Dr. Strangelove moved his hands around and uh, circled, was, circled jerk things well, and that, all that, this stuff? That's the thing. It wasn't Dr. Strange. It was, a, uh, it was another character. I don't want to spoil it for anybody who hasn't seen it or you, but it was another character who actually did it. Not well, that, but that Spiderman movie's been out for a while, though. Yeah, it has. So, I mean, it wasn't Doctor Strange Love waving nope. his, you know, circling his hands around and doing all his thing. No, it was it was Ned. It was his best friend. Okay. So, oh, oh that's that Asian guy, yeah. right? Okay. Uh-huh. All right. So, so okay. So he's got the spinning, circly things too, and yep. all of a sudden, all these Spidermans just show up out of yep. nowhere because they're they're trying to find obviously they're Spidermen, but when they open up the portal, the other Spidermans come out. Nobody noticed that they were all different. I mean, they did. I mean, okay. instantly when they did saw anybody him, say, Did anybody say, hey, Toby, I liked you a lot better? <laughs> did they say that in the movie? Nobody. nobody. They didn't say that? No. Nah, because I like Toby. I like Toby McGuire is my favorite He's the GOAT, yeah. I don't like this kid. I like him. He's, he's like my him. second favorite. Andrew Garfield was my, I mean, he was good as far as, like, making jokes and jabs at the, you know, so at the villains. So Art Garfunkel played the second Spitterman? Andrew Garfield, yeah. <laughs> so they had, a, they had an 80-year-old former Singer with Paul Simon of Simon and Garfunkel. That Art Garfunkel play Spiderman? <laughs> Not Art Garfunkel. Uh, oh. Andrew Garfield. Oh, all right. So they had Art Garfunkel playing <laughs> Spiderman. And w- were they singing? Well, I mean, were they singing uh, Cecilia or Bridge Over Troubled Water in the second movie? They they or, got close. Okay, all right. <laughs> I mean, I, if you're gonna have Art Garfunkel, you might as well sing, you know, all the Simon and Garfunkel hits. <laughs> you know, Mrs. Robinson and everything else. So, anyway, I, again. Like now, now I'm, I, that's why I told you about these superhero movies. They can't just make a superhero movie. They have to have everybody nope. show up. Yeah, like everybody has to come on in and crash the party. Nope. Like you can't develop the character and have the character. No, nope. no more gotta solos. Have, gotta have Spiderman. You know, we got. I mean, I'll, I wouldn't be surprised they'll have the Joker, and they'll have they'll have probably um, they'll have uh, uh, who's the guy Joaquin the, the, Phoenix. Yeah, yeah, they'll have uh, Joaquin Santa Fe. <laughs> Coming in and, and he'll do the the you know Joker thing and I'm telling you and I know they're gonna make that thing like a musical or whatever we talked about. They're really gonna make it a musical? Yes, and they're oh, gonna have wow. and I'm telling you, you watch. He, they're gonna have you know they're gonna have Batman in it. Yeah, they are. They're gonna have and they're gonna have some and you know what's gonna be even worse? Todd Phillips, who directed it, who directed The Hangover. Uh-huh. They're gonna have somebody else play Batman. Like not right. Ben Affleck, not Twilight. They're gonna have somebody <laughs> gonna else third play Batman. Batman. Won't be won't be Christian Bale. Like they're gonna have somebody else play Bale. Just like the way that they did in Suicide Squad, where where they oh, have, yeah. you know, have that other guy jo- play Joker. Joker. Yep. yep. Now, I understand Heath Ledger's dead and, and Jack Nicholson's 180 years old. Yeah. But they're but they're you watch and see. Now, are they gonna do a Joker multi universe? They where, should because where that Joker shows up and Jack Nicholson shows up. They and, should and and um uh what's his name? Um um Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin um Santa Joaquin, Fe. Uh, Tijuana shows up, <laughs> and then and then too in the in the new Batman with Twilight, Robert Pattinson. They at the end, of course, they tease the Joker because they they showed the Joker in jail. So there's another Joker out there running. Well, now he's not running around because right now he's in jail. But I'm sure in the oh, next one. So in the Batman, so because the second the second Batman movie, I, this next one, I think they're really going to go play on the Riddler character. Because they got such a good response with the Riddler character. Oh, yeah, and they can because the way they had it. So right, when I know the Riddler, he's not dead. Yeah, when the Riddler, he gets locked up and put in jail, and like his cellmate who's right next to him is the Joker. Right. So there'll probably I mean, be a they, scenario where they break out and whatnot. That, that guy who played Riddler supposedly got a lot of good pub and oh, all that. Oh, he was really good. And obviously in the, in the movies, other than that stupid 
um, what was it? The uh, the Val Kilmer. So they're going to have a multiverse where they're going to have Jim Carrey come back as the Riddler, <laughs> and they're going to have this guy play the Riddler, yeah. and then they're going to have Frank Gorshin play the Riddler. Any idea who that is? Nah. Okay, you never saw the Batman TV series, did you? No. Nope. In the '60s, you talking about the one with Adam West? Yes. Oh no, nah, Frank Gorshin I've played seen like the Riddler two episodes. in that. Yeah. All right. So they're going to have Frank Gorshin. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to have Jim Carrey and this guy, and they're all going to have the Riddler universe, multi-universe. Yeah. <laughs> and what they're going to do is they're going to prank each other. They're going to tell <laughs> knock-knock jokes and prank each other. Like, what the hell is going on with all this stuff? And then they wonder why, like, everybody went to see Top Gun. Right. Like, it's simple. <laughs> Just give me a guy flying airplanes, right? Like, fly airplanes, shoot down the bad guys, and let's go from there. I don't have to figure out multiverses do. and who's coming back and what kind of circle thing the guy's got going on and how many <laughs> Riddlers am I going to have and who's playing Batman this week and where's Aquaman and <sighs> gives me a headache uh, on all of this. Um, I guess we're not going to get to what's bugging Chuckery. I mean, that was what's bugging yeah, Chuckery. It is. Yeah, I mean, because it's just it's it, it is it just it's getting to be ridiculous on some of this stuff. Like they're just they're throwing. Like, everything. That's what I'm telling you. Like, they can't find some good idea for a movie. And I don't have a problem with introducing a comic book character or something. Build and develop these stories around these guys, right? Like, build and develop a story around somebody we've heard of. Like, I'm still waiting. They haven't made a good Superman movie in 40 years. Why can't we find somebody to play Superman and make a good Superman movie? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Why can't we find somebody to play Superman and and make one good Superman movie in the 21st century? We have to go back to a guy who's dead and was crippled at the end of his life to find a good Superman movie. We have to go back to the, you know who directed those first two Superman movies? Richard Donner. He's the guy that directed the Lethal Weapon series. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's who directed the first two Superman movies. Need him back. Yeah. Uh, give me somebody. Listen, honestly, can I have Christopher Nolan go make me a Superman movie? He would do a he would do a fantastic yeah, job. And it, and it won't be like dark and seedy and you know like he's, like Superman's in some back alleyway, you know, right? Selling you know drugs to kids or something. I mean, <laughs> you know, like all dark and rainy and blackout at night or whatever like that. Superman's supposed to be bright and fun and you know, truth, justice, in the American way. Anyway. All right, there's one of my rants uh, for tonight. I thought it's gonna be that kind of night. I don't know where we're going. I don't know. I don't know where we're going. I don't know what we're doing. Don't really care. You know, it's Friday. We're having some fun. I'm tired. You know, I was out in the sun all day at camp. So uh, when we get back, not a lot of great options for the Braves. I'll give you a couple of names, and you can see if these move the needle or not. Chuck in the Key Studios, Sports Right Now, the Game, Odyssey.com. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. 
Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.